Hello, and welcome to Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate, a show about buying and selling homes in Montana and the power realtors and power lenders that make that happen. We are your hosts, Colleen Wood. And I'm Alicia Retz. Each week, we will discuss the housing market, how to navigate it, and what questions you need to be asking yourself along the way. But that's not all. We will also dive into how to navigate the ins and outs of being leaders in business and how to build a robust and dynamic team within that business and navigating the world as a career-driven professional, all while raising a family. Join us as we share our highs and lows in real estate, business ownership, and motherhood. Colleen, Colleen, welcome, <laughs> hey, welcome. Girl. Okay, today we are talking about how to build a team. Right. Lots of topics there. Um, I don't think either of us really set out to be where no. we are with this whole no, team. No, no, And how to like manage a team, how to find the right people. Let's dig in. Okay, talk to me a little bit about your team and how it's been successful. Okay. Um, yeah, so no, I did not set out in the world to um, be a leader. I actually was super, super shy as a kid, um, which is surprising, I know, but, um, that's the truth. Um, so yeah, so building a team started Wait, with, shy I was kid. super shy. Sorry, that like took me a second. Yeah. <laughs> total. <laughs> because you're such a powerhouse now. Total nerd. Um, like you just walk total into awkward. a room and you own it. Oh, well, good. I'm glad good. I'm playing that well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a total dork. Um, I have, you know, I have hu- humongous imposter syndrome. I know you and I have talked about that a lot. Uh, imposter syndrome is where you feel like you're in an imposter in your space, meaning like, like you don't really know how you ended up in this role like or whether or not you deserved it, it or you're faking it. Somebody's going to find out. Yes. But I mean, we're all faking, we're all figuring out as we go. Right. And I know men get imposter syndrome too, yeah, so yeah. I don't want to take away from them, but I do feel like women suffer from it more when we become successful. Yeah. We're like, Oh, this is just an accident. They're all going to find out this. I'm just a normal person that has anxieties right. and fears and I'm just go figuring this out step by step. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's true, but you, it's hard to accept that. Yeah. We've, we've been successful. Right. We created this thing. Right. You know, it's funny that, um, uh, men, and these are just, are just statistics. That's such a hard word to say. Um, but men, um, are far more likely to apply for a job that they're only like a third qualified for. Right. Whereas a woman will, will not apply for a job unless she's completely qualified Has for every it. one of the qualifications. Yes. And it's, you know, it's just, it, I mean, it's totally just a statistic and there's totally, um, definitely variances in my of that. Opinion, but... Women make fantastic leaders. Yeah. Like if we want to talk about the stereotypes of women, I mean, the empathy, the yeah. kindness, uh, yeah. the foresight, the nurturing thing. Like, let's say, let's say all women have that just as a stereotype, which I, then that's a great thing to have a leader. It is. That's a really fantastic person. Certainly I would industry. want to lead yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Certainly in our industry too, it's to be able to nurture and, and have empathy. Um, so, okay. So, so back to your team, Talk back to, to my team, it. back to my team. Okay. So, um, <laughs> Uh, my team is way bigger than I ever thought it ever would be. It's huge. Uh, it's huge. And so good. Uh, thank you so much. I and mean, we work on it all the time. So really how my team just kind of started building out was I just, n- number one, I needed help just answering my dang phone um, and just having some sort of control of my schedule um, and to be able to as to set a calendar and be able to live by it instead of always just like responding, always in reaction mode and responding to anybody that wanted anything. Um, you look like a, a, you look like a one man circle. 
circus right. when when you're like that. And, and you feel like one. You feel you're like, just, like it. spinning in circles. Your yeah. hair's all frizzy. Papers flying everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up yeah. cartoon. So we've talked about in the last podcast, um, we talked about how, you know, it's really important to make sure that you list out every single thing that you do, pull out the things that only you can do that create business. When we're t- And we're talking a lot about sales. We're talking about front-end leaders here. So what things that you do that create business and every other thing that's on your list that happens in your office or in your space and whatever your business is has to go to somebody else. So literally all those things had to be taken off my list. Well, obviously they couldn't all be taken off my list right away. There's, I mean, there was a lot of things you can't just hand it off. Yeah. So, you know, as you add people, it's making sure not just for me that I'm using in my highest and best use and, and being able to, to control my day and be very, very good at the, at the, the five things that I do in a day, but being able to duplicate that for my team in that, that they're doing the, you know, the same five things every single day and that they're really, really good at those five things. And they're being used to their highest and best use, you know, so it's like, I just hired a virtual assistant, you know, his job is to set appointments with realtors. There was not a single person on my team that that was a good high, highest and best use for them. That's so great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it certainly wasn't a good use of my time. So, you know, my, my time is best used having those appointments with realtors, not right. trying to chase them down to get them to set an appointment with me. And so, you know, it's, it's literally person by person going through and, and pulling things off their list as you add them on. Cause you can't just keep dumping onto people. Like they have to have a work-life balance too. Completely. Yeah. And that's a huge part about being the leader is mm-hmm. understanding that and respecting that and also pushing them to have that themselves because they're going to be better employees. If they're mm-hmm. chained to their desk and they know that their job, they don't like their job, right. they're not going to be good. And you're yeah. not, and you're going to have turnover. You've done such a great job with your team of making them enjoy life. You take them on vacations, you take them on yeah. retreats, you go out for drinks and we you do. have yeah. a good time we have fun, and you encourage them to be with their family at the end yeah. of the day. We have a zero overtime policy in my office, which in lending is bananas. I've never heard of that. Yeah. And it's not that we can't afford overtime. It's just because, you know, it's not just about me having work-life balance. It's about everybody on my team having work-life balance. And, you know, so we work to make sure that, you know, we work hard. We work hard from eight yes. to five. We work hard. And you're hard. efficient. And the, yeah. the fact how you've delegated everything mm-hmm. shows you don't, I had a soccer coach when I was yeah. playing professional soccer, said something brilliant to me that stuck with me through life. And she said, Alicia, you're working too hard. You're not working smart. Right. And she said that as a soccer field, but it actually kind of penetrated me as a person for sure. how I was working. Sure. And so what you've done with your team is, yeah, they don't have to work all those hours find their highest and best use right. and make them be the best at that. And we'll all be more efficient. Right. And I would rather have too many people that have a reasonable amount of workload than to have, than to have uh, just a few people that are all working overtime that hate their jobs, right. hate their lives, their family hates and you. No word to go into that I mean, environment at work. I remember I had a processor who was, you know, we were in a transitionary time where we were doing a lot of training and, um, you know, she was, she was working a lot and we, I ended up, you know, running into her husband or, you know, we had a thing, we were all together and I could feel, I could feel his frustration with me. He didn't even like me because here he was, he was giving his wife away to me at a time that she actually belonged to him. And, and I was like, I just, I knew that's how it was. And I knew that that's what was fresh. And I didn't even know the guy, but I walked up to him. I'm like, 
I know you're frustrated with me. I'm going to fix it. I'm so sorry. Like, I don't want your wife to work overtime either. I know I got the goosies. Um, I, I don't want your wife to work. her my arm. They're crazy goose pimples everywhere. Yeah. And I just, but it's just like, it's like we are responsible as leaders for creating a, a, an environment and a culture. Like we talk about culture every single, like every time we interview, you know, like when we do, um, when we do our morning meetings, the first thing we talk about is what are you grateful for? And I just feel like that that just really sets the tone. I mean, everybody has culture in their office a little bit differently, but it really, for me, allows me to get a really good read on where everybody's at, you know, because if somebody's just like, I'm grateful it's almost Friday, you know, like it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good day to probably check in with them and be like, Hey, how's it going? You know, or it's like, do you need to, do we need to remove some things off of your list and put them onto somebody else? Or is your workload, do we need to hire somebody else? So not being afraid, um, you know, I, we call it the acts of freedom and it's not just my freedom. It's everyone's freedom. We have a very, I call it a wide list because there's, you know, there's 11 people and the lists are very short. And so every single time that somebody's list starts getting too long, that means we've got to hire another human and hand some stuff off. And so you don't like get, you don't get My more responsibility. My mind is getting blown right now. This yeah. is so beautiful. This is such, so much foresight and kindness for, for your people. And it's just a realistic, maintainable, sustainable Right. situation for work. And what I love about the grateful thing is it does so many things. One, it allows you to check in on them, which right. is really great. I definitely want to start doing that. I'm going to steal that from you for right. sure. Super simple. And it, but it also, it is important. So it's so easy to daydream and go like, I want more. I need higher. I need more. I need more. And, right. and keep going down that hole where it does allow them to take a moment back and do be appreciative of what they have. Right. So between those two things that you're setting up, I think is really, really beneficial for the team as a whole. Right. Thank you. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, we, we pay well, we do well. It's important for people to be happy and it's important for people to, you know, to not be, to not be overworked by any means. So, but something that we, that we do in, in our hiring process is we do a disc profile. We touched on that just a little bit. Um, yeah, talk to me more about profile. it because I really so, like this. Yeah. So disc, um, so a, a disc profile, you can just Google it. It's most of the time it's free. Um, you just, it's, it's a series of questions and, and we do it. I won't even, honestly, I won't even interview somebody if their disc profile does not line up with the position that I'm trying to hire them for. Uh, and certain disc profiles I have found uh, actually line up with certain positions um, better than others. And so I know you said last time, talk to me what the disc okay. stands for again. So disc is a Street phonetic. Um, so the D uh, is, is stands is actually red in the, in the actual graph, red. Uh, and that high Ds are going to be your leaders. They're going to be your ag more aggressive they're going to be like, um, you're more tomahawk, like this is the way things are going to go, like more movers and shakers kind of things. Um, I is yellow. Um, that's high eyes mean that you like people. You like conversing with people. You like, uh, taking care of people. You have a lot of empathy. Um, S is for systems. So thinking like Excel spreadsheets, thinking like building not systems, out. not, not me, not me. <laughs> um, some people really, really like that. Right. 
Um, uh, and husband. then C is your level of caution and uh, your level of risk taking. I've got I super low C. I was going to say, I'm not going to be strong there. Yeah, I'm yeah. not afraid of not afraid to fail. So, you know, for salespeople, um, you need salespeople to have a pretty darn high D. You need them to be aggressive. You need them to be able to be leaders um, and pretty darn high I. Like, you have to uh, like people in order to do sales. But what I've learned is that, yes, I like uh high D's in, in salespeople, right. but not as high as mine. And yes, because you are the leader. I love that. I, um, I love owning it. Like, yeah, yeah, you have to be honest too about. Yeah, like, I've learned. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no high D's. There's no other high D's I'm allowed the bad in my bitch office. In this house. Don't yeah, you no, it just becomes kind of a pissing contest, right? And it's just not. It's just. It's not the kind of vibe that I want. I don't want to be wrestling for who's in charge, and and like I don't need to be in charge. But that's like that's that's like who my that's what my role is. Right. So and actually, no, you do need to be in charge. I need to be like, in charge. You, but I don't necessarily want to always totally. be in charge. <laughs> You, you don't walk in like, yeah, I own this place. This is my my house. No, you guys, yeah. no, you go in with, a, again, that kindness and that ease that really penetrates everybody. Right. But you are in charge. So I get what you're saying. And I really appreciate the honesty. Like, yeah. I really like, I think knowing yourself too is a huge part of being a leader and mm -hmm. having a team under, underneath you, knowing your strengths and weaknesses and where you right. can have help or need help. Right. It, it goes really far. Well, you know, it's just... I'm not going to wrestle with my team with what's going to happen. You know, like right. when the decision's going to be made, I'm going to make the decision and we're going to move on. I take feedback. I, I'm always yes. open for feedback. Um, but when it comes down to making a decision and somebody, you know, super challenging me, um, then, you know, it doesn't really bode well for me. And I've had some people removed from my team because they thought that that would be an okay thing well, to do. Well, it becomes a cancer. And it, it, it does. Like, that's, that's when I think the hardest, hardest parts about being a leader is making the cuts. Right. And deciding who you do and don't want a team because, again, life is short. We want to have the right people around you that bring you up and brings right. everybody up. One person can change everything. And I don't want to harp on negatives, but it that is where I struggle the most, I think, right. is because I'm such a people pleaser. I want to make everybody oh, sure. happy. Yeah, I want everything not good to fires. be copacetic. No. No. But it's really, really important because those weigh you down right. and I want to crush it. I, I want to dominate. I want to be top of the game. And if I have one person or even one of the clients I handle, I can handle the bad clients, but right. you do have one of those and it brings everything else in your life down. It does. And you know, because we're high eye, uh, so high eye again is like people that really like people. Um, we are always trying to see the bad. We, we do just naturally see the good in yes. people and we always think, Oh, they'll get better. We'll yep. just, they just need more training. Yes. Uh, they just had a bad day. They're going through a tough time in life. I can always brain. rationalize it too. I'm always like, problem solving and like, Oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But here's the thing. The moment that you even have the slightest inclination, even in the very back of your mind, this is not working. You fire them me. now. You fire them now. We yeah. had drinks a while ago and yeah. I'm like, I just don't know. And you're like, girl, get rid of it now. Get it gone. <laughs> get it gone. I mean, I had somebody that I kept on for entirely too long entire. And I had a horrible feeling in the back of my mind for, for, years, you and know, once it was over, how did you feel like a million bucks? Yeah. And I, in fact, it actually completely changed my business. Um, it completely, completely changed. Like we no longer had to have meetings every single day because we were having meetings every single day because I felt like I was managing a lot of unnecessary emotion. Right. And, and this person was way higher D than I will ever, ever, ever bring on my team ever again. So that's so great though, too. Yeah. So again, having a team, being a leader, mm -hmm. we're learning yeah. and we're going to make mistakes. Oh yeah. We make big but ones. But the thing is, I think owning the mistakes, talking mm -hmm. about the mistakes, discussing them, figuring out, 
like just workshopping them even right. as a team. Mm-hmm. What I like to do too is even ask them their advice. Right. And sometimes just see like, what are you thinking? What are you seeing in the market? What's working for you? What's not working for you? Because my team's, uh, I still am definitely the leader and the one who's kind of trickling down. Sure. I'd kind of rock a trickle down economics type situation Heck where yeah. <laughs> they get, they get all my buyers and leftovers. But, um, I do enjoy workshopping with them of what are you seeing that works? What are, I don't want to come up with all the ideas. Right, Exactly. (laughs) I think another great thing, like, if you find something that works for somebody else, steal it, take it on for everyone. Oh, absolutely. Everything I do, I've not everything. Stolen from somebody yeah. else. Some absolutely. Some of the best things I've done, I've taken all. <laughs> oh, this is what they do well. Yeah. I'm taking that. That's oh, what no. they do well. And I want the best of everything. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. I You're mean, right. and I mean, we're just trying to do the best things for our teams, but you know, I mean, that's something that I've just learned that, that like we need the right people in the right positions in order so that they can continue to soar and that we, everything is copacetic and, and you know, that, that so absolutely use disc profile as part of the hiring. Um, and I really recommend that people do take the time to, uh, look at the disc, uh, take it yourself, uh, find out where you are. A lot of your leaders are going to be higher D, uh, welcome to the party. It can be hard. Uh, it can be really hard. So, um, but you know, definitely take that so much. And I just want to let you know, you're such a leader for me. You're farther along in the process of having a team underneath you. You have a bigger team. Uh, like I said, you have 11, I'm at five. And my team grew very fast. We were organically. And I just appreciate right. the feedback you've given me. You've, you Thank are you. farther along in the process. And it is such a skill. It's such a thing. But it become, I do think it's a natural thing for you. I feel like it's been very... Yeah, natural and organic. Right. I appreciate that a lot. Um, it's something that I think about every single day. And it's something that, you know, I really do want every, I mean, it feels like very Pollyanna, but, um, I really do want everybody to be happy. Um, and, and so I do check in with them a lot and, and, you know, we have rules in my office, meaning that, you know, if you have an issue with somebody, you go directly to them. It's like, there's zero That's tolerance. Hard of, and good for you for establishing yeah. that from the get go. Mm-hmm. That is not an easy skill that takes yeah. guts. That's hard. And I feel like actually good people do that. Sometimes you feel like you're a good person by not saying anything and like letting things flow but that's when it starts to bubble up to the surface and the frustration starts coming out. And sometimes it can get too far down the road that there's no coming back from. So I think establishing that with your team is really, really nice. Right. Right. Yeah. No, we have, we have a very open door policy. I mean, I I feel like I'm, uh, I think it's important as a leader to be very approachable and, you know, um, uh, something that is really, really important to me is that every single person on my team, uh, they don't start out this way, but very quickly, they end up being compensated based on production and, you know, in, in the lending world. And I know in real estate too, is that it can, an office dynamic can become very, very competitive. If you're like, you know, you get compensated based on your files that you've touched, but not her files. And, and you, you create a very competitive dynamic. And, and I have, I have a lot of females in my office and I had come into um, the office space that I, I currently just reside in, not the same company, but I came into the office that it was, it was incredibly competitive, very negative, not supportive at all. It was just very much backstabbing and nasty uh. and it was, it was horrible. And so, so in creating this team, I mean, it's just, it's something that I fret about all the time and I always try to, you know, t- turn those dials like we've talked about, but to make sure that there's zero competition. That's so in really the way, good idea. then the way that I, that I compensate is that everybody 
you know, and for each job title, everybody get in that job title gets paid exactly the same. Whoa. Everybody gets paid. Uh, there's there's zero change in that. So everybody gets paid um, based off of what their job title is, and then they get paid as as for every single loan that I do. Right. So as as we uh, as a team are successful, we are all successful. Like we are successful as a team. We're not competing against each other. We're not going to wrestle for leads. I mean, if somebody's out of the office, I don't want somebody to feel like they can't touch the file because, you know, I'm not going to get paid on it. So I'm not going to touch it. You know, like that kind of crap just gets so negative and nasty. So that's how we are. Like we, we are successful as a team. When we have, when we have big months, we all get big checks. We have smaller months, we have smaller checks. I just started implemented that as well, which I'm really enjoying. So every month that we hit $5 million in sales as a team, which we better do every month. Yeah. Um, we, uh, I give everyone a little bonus. We yeah. hit 10, 10 million in sales. It's more, a more bonus. We haven't hit 20 yet. I think April, we're probably going to, we'll be Good close. <laughs> Rockstar. It's, it's going to be close. Then a giant ass bonus for everybody because right. ours is competitive. And that's something where like, I do have everyone who's on my team was a college athlete or higher. Sure. And so like the, the competitive thing works, but it also, it, it needs to not get ugly or negative and where you're not feeling good about yourself. And I want to keep that team atmosphere, which is hard in the actual real estate world because you don't get paid. Right. Unless you sell, as you 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 know, but we're trying to figure out a situation, which I'm still working on and definitely open for feedback from other people about how to really share buyers, pass them back and forth a little bit. I want to keep them between two agents. I never want to go to three because I feel like that's too much passing on and how to make compensate each other and make, get keep each other excited so that we do stay motivated. And I mean, there's more than enough money to go around. There's more than enough deals to get done. So if we can keep everyone making a buttload of money, yeah. And business creates business too. Right. And not operating out of scarcity, you know, like, you know, here's the thing though, as leaders, like it's our responsibility to create the culture and dynamic in our office. Right. It is not our employees responsibility to create it. Say that again. Say it again. Okay. Say it again for the people in the back. Um, so uh, it's our responsibility as leaders to create the culture and dynamic in our office, create and maintain. And if you have, if you, the culture in your office, if you walk into your office and the air is ugly, like you need to be asking some questions. Like right. it is top priority. It comes before any other, any email you have to answer, any phone call you got to answer. You got to fix your team right now or it's going to bleed on everything. I agree. And I think we can take this back to another step too. So if you're an employee working for somebody or if you're a realtor who's working for, I should have quit my job in Portland and found another company way before I did. Sure, I stayed there the whole time. Loyalty yeah. is an issue for me. Yeah. I have too much loyalty. And if you're, it's not working for you, there are so many brokerages out there that want you. There are mm-hmm. so many amazing, amazing brokers or lenders that if you're in a situation that doesn't work for you, don't be afraid to make the change. Oh, yeah. I'm saying this out loud because I'm not good at that. I'm terrible at right. like actually making the change to things. But it is something that I you bet your do. C is higher than mine. Uh, you're totally, totally. <laughs> I'm not afraid to make a change. Um, but you have to, to don't jump too quick, right? Like take a minute, right, take right. a minute to think about it. But you know, you, you, you do, you have to, I mean, loyalty is, is fantastic, but I promise you nobody's as loyal as you think they are. Right. And find the leader that mm-hmm. works for you. If you're mm-hmm. maybe, and not everyone has to be a leader. You can no. find a great place to work that really allows you to grow and has the autonomy, yes. has the situation that you have a say in what you're doing and that you are thriving as an individual. So 
research it, figure it out. Ask them before you go somewhere, ask them the questions about what they expect for work life right. boundaries. You know, and I know that we're kind of getting everything wrapped up here, but something I do want to point out is that I think one of the biggest things that has helped my team and to help me to, yes, cur- I was ask cur- you to, that. to be able to acquire people, um, and to be able to keep them excited is number one, they're compensated on production. Um, but number two, like everybody, everybody has an opportunity for growth. And like, I felt like when I first got into this industry, like the secrets of this industry, the compensation that was available was like a great big secret. And nobody would tell me, like, I had no idea how much money I could make being a lender. Like years down the road, I I took some horrible offers. I um, was some horrible offers because I had no idea um, what, what I was capable of doing. And so I feel like in part of what my job is in this role is my job is to teach. My job is to help other people create a career. Like I've been blessed. I've been blessed with this career. And I try so hard to let my team know, like if you, if you want to continue to grow, there's room for you. I will teach you. But in order to do it, you start at the front. Everybody in my office starts at the front desk, right? Every single person. So um, with, with two exceptions, um, the uh, processors that had, you know, great experience, everybody started at the front desk. And I mean, because I literally just duplicated what I had and, but everybody has an opportunity to grow and you can't sit so on people's head. Important. Cheryl Sandberg yeah. said that in her book, when she left Google for Facebook, yeah. Hey, do you want to be on a plane ride or do you want to be on a rocket ship? She lost money or yeah. she, her income went down when she took sure. the job, but Get on the rocket ship. Get on the rocket I think that's ship. so important. The growth, what you are mm-hmm. capable of has no end if you're for your team. Right. That's huge. That's so much more exciting. Right. And knowing that you can grow. There's also been a lot of research about that, that people would rather take a job with more growth potential right. than a job that they know they're going to be stuck at forever making the same salary. The same salary. And, you know, but some people in all fairness, you know, some people really, really like the, the, stability. the stability, the consistency. They, you know, they park in the same spot every day. They Maybe wear the same suit and tie. That's not me. (laughs) Um, but you know, you do you, but you know, for my team, for my team, that's been a huge, huge, um, attraction I think is the growth opportunity. And Hey, when my team grows, I grow. Right. And you know, that just means our acts of freedom is just going to get even wider and we're going to have more people and we're going to have more opportunity. I mean, there'll be, you know, more people that are, are selling for my team, which means we got to have more op staff in order to catch all the deals we call it. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm continue. I'm fine. As long as, as long as the phone continues to ring and right. you know, more people, more people selling means, means more leads, which means more loans, which means and we can like continue said, to grow. Business creates business. The more business you get, the more your business yeah. grows. I asked my, or my mentor asked me, she's like, wow, you've just grown so much. Your business has exploded. What do you want yeah, from yeah. here? And it took a second and it just hit me. It's like, I want to make other people better. I want to get other people. Right. I want to teach them. I want them to grow, to yeah, be able to do the same things I am. If I was able to do this, other people would absolutely able, are able to do this. And you know, the growth trajectory is not like a forty-five degree line. Nope. It's actually just like you're talking about with the with the rocket ship. I mean, it starts out kind of low with a little bit of growth, and yep. then it goes straight up. Yes, because just like I you said, business built on business. Yep, I am such. That was so exactly my trajectory. It's like mm-hmm. oh, I'm doing a few deals, few deals, suddenly, yeah. bam, bam, <laughs> and so grateful for it. Um, right, you know, and and um, I'm so grateful for my team. Um, I absolutely could not be sitting 
here if it wasn't for my team at the office right now same, answering same. the phone, closing the loans. Um, you know, they're they're making it rain, and my job is to do this kind of thing. And we're very, very defined on who's supposed to do what and what our highest and best use is. Well, I am grateful for you. Thank you so much. I do idolize you and what you've done with your team. Oh, you're so sweet. And I can't wait to you. hear more. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Colleen. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Tune in next week for another episode of Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate.